Hello and welcome to the Conversation of Money podcast. This is where we talk about money, investing and all things personal finance. I'm your host, Peter Komalafe, and it's my mission to help you make the best financial decisions because money is a tool, life is for living. But first, a message from our sponsors, MoneyHub. MoneyHub is on a mission to engage and empower its customers to take control of their financial data and improve their financial wellness. Winners of Best Open Finance Innovation at last year's Open Bank Expo Awards, MoneyHub provides a central place to see all your accounts and assets in one place so you can see exactly what's going in and out of your account. With the widest range of connections available in the UK, you can connect to your current accounts, credit cards, investments, pensions, savings, mortgages, and loans with ease. This gives you visibility across your entire financial universe. Once connected, MoneyHub will break down money management into simple, actionable steps. You can analyze your spending, see how your investments are performing, and set yourself personal spending goals. If you are a homeowner, you can connect your property and see up-to-date property valuations via Zoopla. Or if you rent, you can report your rent payments to Experian to give your credit score a boost. To get started, download the app and sign up to your free six-month trial with no automatic renewals. So you can choose if you want to continue after the trial is out. With Money Hub, small improvements lead to big achievements, whether it's paying off debt, boosting savings, or monitoring your investments. Money Hub makes money management simple and convenient. Download the app today on the Apple Store or Google Play. I will leave a link in the show notes. All right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Conversation on Money podcast. Thank you so much for being here, and thank you to Money Hub who are the sponsors of this podcast for the first quarter of this year, making this endeavor actually viable to expand and to grow a little bit more. And before we actually start on today's topic, we're going to talk a little bit about inflation and what's going on right now. Um, I've got a few thoughts that I want to share with you guys just to um, hopefully help with your own personal situation right now and maybe give you a little food for thought. But first and foremost, this is the third year of the podcast. And one of the things that I didn't do last year is I didn't really... um, encourage you guys to leave reviews and and to rate the podcast on the various uh, platforms that you're listening on. So if you've been with me since day one, or you've been been with me since year two, or you're just joining us right now, if you're enjoying the podcast, you've enjoyed a couple of the episodes, or you're enjoying this one as we just started, uh, you feel you're going to get value from it, please do rate us and give us um, some feedback. That will be absolutely amazing because that will help us with the growth of the podcast as well. Secondly, I launched uh, in January my own digital magazine. It's designed to basically cover uh, financial news, but in easy, simple to understand English without any of the jargon. Uh, We have actually a jargon buster, uh, which is going to be a monthly feature where we are going to explain uh, financial terminology, and that will help you therefore increase your own financial vocabulary. So when you come across these terms, you know what they essentially are. We're going to be covering the stock market. We'll be covering crypto, all things personal finance. If you want to subscribe to that, it is free, by the way. It's a monthly magazine. It is a flip magazine. It's it's beautifully designed, even if I do say so myself. All you need to do is head over to conversationofmoney.com. And on the homepage, you'll be able to subscribe using the, um, the, the submission button at the top of the homepage. So I hope that you do join us um, and become a regular reader to the part to the magazine. It's called The Convo. So The Conversation, The Convo. Um, but yeah, I really would love to have you on the list and I look forward to um, sending issue two for you when it's ready in about two and a half weeks time. 
So let's talk about inflation. Now, inflation, if you've seen energy prices increase, like I've been speaking to some of my friends and I know that my energy prices have increased, um, then you may be thinking, what on earth is actually going on? Um, and I think it's a really important juncture to talk about it right now because we, it feels as though we are in this um, perfect storm where if you put a number of factors into a cauldron, you can either look at it two ways. You can look at it as though it's an absolute disaster, which for many people it will be, um, but also actually being a little bit of an optimist and thinking on the positive side, there may be some opportunities within it as well. And the perfect storm that I'm referring to here, and I will talk a little bit more about this more in depth on, on YouTube, is the fact that we have a combination of things that are happening right now which on the surface of things are not good news at all. They conspire to essentially hurt us from a financial point of view. And many people may be feeling this pain right now, but I still see um, an opportunity in one of those um, circumstances in particular. So there are four components to this, this perfect storm. The first one is soaring inflation, which we're going to talk about the numbers on in a moment. The second one is declining wage growth. Now, many people are talking about the fact that, you know, uh, wages have been stagnant. We've seen a little bit of an increase, but actually it's not keeping up with inflation. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Then we've got, it seems as though a market crash happening or about to happen right now. Then in tow of those three that I've just mentioned, we've got the great resignation. People quitting their main jobs to, I guess, chase their own aspirations and goals. And that's very entrepreneurial. I guess I'm one of the people that you could um, put into that fourth category, people who have left their left, left their main job and chasing their own aspiration and their own ambitions right now. Although I was kind of pushed because of obviously the pandemic and lockdown and being headhunted. We can talk about that another time. But those four factors are, I guess, uh, this perfect storm of circumstances right now. But let's start off with inflation. So inflation is at 5.4% right now. Now, if you've been following me on YouTube, I think back in October or around about there, we were talking about inflation being at 5% come April this year, so April 2022. That was back in October. We're now at 5.4. That is the highest it's been for 30 years. Since 1992, we have never seen inflation at this rate before. And to make things worse, it is forecast that by the time we get to April, when the energy price caps get removed, it is forecasted that inflation is going to hit 7%. Now, for many people who have already experienced energy price hikes in the cost of their monthly energy, their electric, their gas, their fuel, filling up your car to go to work and to commute around, the thought of having even further increases in April because of the energy price cap being removed can be quite daunting. And I do want to talk about this in terms of some of the practical tips that I'm going to give you a bit later on, because I think it's very, very important that we, that we forward plan these kind of things. Now, part of what we're going to talk about today, we can't control. We can't control the fact that we've got uh, supply bottlenecks or supply chain bottlenecks, which is pushing the price of energy, the, the, the cost of food, and the things that we need to survive up. We can't control any of that stuff. We can't control that the Bank of England didn't take action with interest rates sooner than they did. And we're going to talk about the Bank of England in a moment as well. 
We can't control any of those things, but we can control certain elements, which we'll get into a bit later on. But speaking of the Bank of England, the Bank of England's role, they have two main responsibilities, really. The first one is to control inflation. Inflation being as high as it is right now is, to a certain extent, a failing on the Bank of England's side. I mean, look, they've been criticized quite severely for not taking action when it came to interest rates a lot sooner. I think what tended to happen was Andrew Bailey and the team on the Monetary Policy Committee who meet uh, regularly kind of wanted to see what the what the Americans were going to do first. They wanted to see what the Fed was going to do first and then move accordingly. But the Fed have not been very decisive on this matter of inflation and interest rates either. I mean, they've flip-flopped more than a fish can flip-flop, to be honest. One minute they regarded inflation as being transitory. The next minute it's not transitory. We're going to increase rates, but actually we're going to pause. They've been very, very indecisive. And I think the Bank of England has kind of taken a little bit of a, a cue from the Fed and the Americans specifically. Now, we did have a rate rise recently, and it is rumored that when the Monetary uh, Policy Committee meet on the 3rd of February, that we are going to see a further interest rate rise. Now, the interesting thing will be because inflation is now at a 30-year high at 5.4%, and this is way above what was forecast for this time of the year, whether or not they're going to give a steeper increase to interest rates than they did, I think about a month or so ago, about two months ago. So remember, the increase back then was 0.15%, which took us to the base rate being right now uh, 0.25%, so a quarter of a percent. We don't know whether they're going to increase it by another 0.15 or whether they're going to push to a, a, a rise of 0.25 to take the interest rates to 0.5%. We don't know that right now. Now, when we talk about inflation specifically, now the second role of, of the Bank of England is to essentially ensure financial stability, basically meaning it is their job to, number one, control inflation, but in doing so, not um, put the financial system in a state where it could lose or they could jeopardize financial stability. There are a lot of factors that go into that. But essentially, what we're trying to get to here is just the acknowledgement that they're in a little bit of a bind right now. They are in a really, really difficult place right now in terms of what they actually need to do. And I guess they're trying to, to make changes that won't provide a shock to the system. Because one thing that I've spoken about, you know, on the podcast before and actually on YouTube is the fact that when you see interest rate rises from the Bank of England, you've got to look at it from two separate camps. So the first camp that you would look at it from is the camp of savers and the camp of people who have lending. So mortgages, personal loans, car finance, that kind of stuff. More directly when it comes to things like mortgages, because if you understand the variable rate and you've enjoyed low interest rates for this period of time, if you're not in a fixed rate mortgage of some kind, if rates increase, you're going to see that increase reflected in your monthly mortgage payments, which if you see a sharp increase, in the interest rates could really cost you on a monthly basis. And when you compound that with the fact that electric, gas, fuel, food is all gone up, you can find yourself in a position where financially you then get squeezed. And so the Bank of England and the Monetary Policy Committee have to be very, very careful 
in the kind of levers they pull to try and bring things in line. And I guess this leads us to the first point of conversation around what do you do from a day-to-day personal finance, looking at your finances, what do you do? Do you go and buy those big purchases that you had on the radar in the hopes that you can get them at a cheaper price now if inflation continues to surge? Or do you just hold off on those major expenses and actually start to tighten your belt? Now, there are different schools of thoughts here. I think if you've got something big ticket that you need to purchase that is going to be integral to you, that you can't afford to put off, then it may be a good idea to just go and buy that item. But me personally, and this is where I I have to think about a statement that, or something that was said to me by one of my managers when I was in Canary Wharf, control the controllables. We have to control what is what what is within our realm to control. And what we can control is what we have going out of our account. Bearing in mind that we're already going to see pressures in the increase of the amounts of money that are going out of our account because of energy price increases, because of the increase to food, because of the increase to things like fuel. So right now, I'm kind of of the of the belief that if you are finding yourself in a bit of a squeeze right now, now is the time to sit down with your personal finance, with your budget, and really start to have a look at tightening your belt. Now, whether that means foregoing a Netflix subscription for a period of time or foregoing a Spotify a subscription for a period of time, an online magazine that maybe you're subscribed to, whether that means that's one of the things that you need to do, that's for you to decide. But tightening your, de- your belt is certainly a really, really good thing to do right now. The other thing is this. I, spoke, I speak about emergency funds quite a bit. If you have an emergency fund right now, this may be one of those situations where it may not necessarily be an emergency per se, but you may have a reliance on that capital that you've been able to accumulate over a period of time. So having one is very, very important. If you don't have one right now, um, I would strongly suggest trying to sit down with your personal finances to see how you can start to siphon some money off to the side to cover any other potential increases that may come later on in April with the price cap being removed. So now is the time to be really, really um, decisive and very, very cognizant from a day-to-day monetary point of view in your personal finances around what you have coming in and what you're actually spending your money on. Really, really important thing to know. The next thing I want to talk about is, you know, investing. So there is a train of thought that if you're trying to combat inflation and, you know, again, we spoke about if the interest rate rises increase, there are two camps. There are lenders who have mortgages, then there are savers. Interest rates are really, really low right now. If interest rates increase by 0.25%, you may see that in your uh, cash deposits, the interest that you receive in your cash deposits. But sometimes the banks don't actually pass on the entire amount that the Bank of England increases interest rates by. So just because the Bank of England increased interest rates by 0.25% doesn't mean you're going to see a 0.25% increase in your interest rate. So that leads to a little bit of a conundrum. Because if you've got money sat in an account right now, and this is the painful bit, you're not getting anything. In, In fact, 
real time, you're actually losing purchasing power because inflation being at 5.4%, if you're lucky enough at the moment to get, you know, 0.2%, you are you are sustaining a pretty hefty uh, loss in real terms for cash that you hold. And that equation right there leads people to talk about investing in the stock market. Now, clearly what that eludes and entails is higher risk. You're putting your money into companies, into stocks that could see their share prices rise or fall. And bearing in mind, some of these companies will be subject to these bottlenecks that we referred to earlier, which is driving inflation. So you're taking slightly more risk in the hopes that you're going to get a better return. And that would be absolutely fine. Only at this point in time, we're seeing that markets globally are struggling because of inflation, because of fears of interest rate rises, because of the fact that, you know, a lot of quantitative easing, money being pumped into the financial markets to keep it afloat, that's being tapered off. So there are a lot of headwinds in the stock market right now. So if you're trying to beat inflation, investing is likely the place that you would go to because you can't get a good rate on your savings accounts. But but with that, you're taking higher risk. And it feels as though it's even more risk right now because of the state of the markets, the volatility of the markets, and the fact that if you look at any of the major indices across the world right now, pretty much all of them are in the red. All of them are regressing. All of them are falling in value. And I think this is a really, really important time to be pragmatic from an investor's point of view. If you are investing, not just to jump in aimlessly without a plan, without a goal, without understanding what you're doing. Because this is the time when people will get carried away, jump into something, not fully understanding what they're doing, and potentially be left holding a bag. And on the investing side, I'm not just talking about stocks, by the way. I'm talking crypto. I'm talking NFTs, which we will talk about on another episode. Whatever you're looking at when it comes to investing, whatever it is that you're investing in, please make sure that you're taking into context your personal circumstances right now in terms of you know, how much money do you really have left aside as disposable to put into these things, but acknowledge that really your risk is increased because of the state of the markets right now. Now, many people listening to this may actually say, you know what, well, Pete, you know what they say, buy the dip, buy the low. That is very, very true, but you don't buy the low blindly and aimlessly without knowing what's going on, or at least being able to do some kind of risk analysis around what might happen and when you might see an uptick. Now, the reality is it's, it's, it's impossible to time the market. We don't know whether we're at the bottom of the market right now. We're going to see a recovery. There are lots of analysts um, speculating that this is only just beginning. So if you do go and put money in right now, you've got to be comfortable with the fact that you could put your money in and you might see a, a minus two, a minus three, a minus four, minus, minus five or within a very short period of time from now. Conversely, you could see that the investment actually soars for a period of time. We don't know what is going to happen. And, you know, if you're going to be investing, understanding your risk, understanding what you're going to go into is very, 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 very important. And making sure that you're not overextending yourself as well becomes absolutely key. And, you know, on, on the investment side, we can talk about this all day. Crypto is one of those ones at the moment where if you look at Bitcoin specifically, 
And I do have to say this on the podcast because I've been thinking about this a lot over the last couple of days. And I saw this um, post on social media, which really reminded me that seasons and tides change. But oftentimes, when we talk about the hype of investing and the opportunities that exist in the world of investing, particularly cryptos and NFTs and some of this new technology, new way of investing, which is sexy and popular right now. There are many opportunists that are selling shovels in a gold rush. And if you've ever heard this, the saying, the best way to make money in a gold rush is not to literally go digging for gold, is to sell the shovels. And there are a lot of opportunists selling shovels right now against the backdrop that we explained that forms this perfect storm. Soaring inflation, declining wage growth, crashing markets, it seems, then people basically in the great resignation, aspiring, chasing dreams. These scammers are essentially selling shovels in a gold rush. And the shovels are the dreams. They're selling the dream of what you could have. And I think when you approach this kind of stuff, you have to understand that there is no shortcut to success. If there was, everybody would be a millionaire, would be a trillionaire, would be Warren Buffett, would be Mark Zuckerberg. It's really important to take note here. But that's the warning that I'm going to give for this on this episode for investing specifically. But from a practical point of view, you know, now is the time to perhaps have a look at really understanding what you've got going out of your account. Because what you have going out of your account, because inflation is so and so high right now, if you did have disposable income, that disposable income is going to be less. So compensating in some way, shape or form, trying to compensate in some way, shape or form is going to be paramount. Because ultimately, if you are the kind of person who is investing in the stock market right now, you're paying in monthly and you kind of understand what you're doing and you understand the risks, you know, wealthy people at the moment will probably be rubbing their hands right now. The likes of Warren Bobby will be rubbing their hands right now because they'll be looking for opportunities to invest in the market right now. And I did just say, don't just buy the dip blindly, but buying a falling market is really where wealthy people make a lot of money, but they understand the risk that is involved with that. So if you are in the position where you have disposable income, trying to offset any reduction in your disposable income that inflation is causing by cutting things, it's going to be good. Then the utilization of your disposable income to invest in the stock market if you're doing it on a monthly basis, you're going to get that pound cost averaging benefit, which is awesome, which is really, really good. It will help you. But please understand the risk. A lot of money is made in the stock market in financial crashes, in financial uh, recessions. We don't know how bad it's going to get because we don't have a crystal ball. I don't have the sports almanac, unfortunately, but be ready. The clever people will be accumulating cash. I've got cash set aside. I will be investing, but I'm currently biding my time and I've got an idea of what I want to do. The point is, if you are going to be investing, you're planning to invest, do you have an idea of what you're going to do and are you okay with squaring off the risk that it entails? Because when you do invest, your capital is at risk, 
there were no guarantees and essentially you could get this wrong but as long as you're happy with the risk and you understand the risk that's the most important thing so guys tighten your belt that's really really important if you don't need to make large purchases right now don't make large purchases um hold on to cash try to build an emergency fund just to give yourself some stability some security because come april and we may revisit this topic in april if inflation does turn out to be you know in the region of seven or so percent we will see energy prices increase further unless i don't know boris johnson steps in with some kind of intervention um we are going to see those 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 caps come off and unfortunately a lot of um competitor companies new energy companies went bust during the pandemic i was with um who was my provider i can't remember who it is right now but i was i wasn't with one of the big guys i went from british gas to one of the small providers they went bust i'm now back with british gas so there's been a little bit of a consolidation in the energy market and with the consolidation in the energy market what it essentially means is that the big boys who have now got your account if you've gone back to one of the big big boys have no competition so they can do what they want because they haven't got any competition and that's why competition is such a good thing but when things like this happen smaller companies new incumbents into the into a, into a sector like this get priced out they can't survive because they don't have the size they don't have the bargaining power that the big boys do and so april's going to come along and it's likely going to be painful and it's not just going to be energy prices it will probably be fuel prices it will probably be you know food prices unless there is some tangible intervention from Boris Johnson and i guess the monetary policy actually increases interest rates in uh, on february 3rd what impact that is going to have though we don't really know so guys i hope you found this useful if you do have questions on this by all means uh, feel free to message me on instagram um i do live q and a's on youtube on a sunday every sunday at 9 pm so if you have questions about this you want to ask me a question directly feel free to rock up on uh next sunday 9 pm on youtube and uh, ask me a question live and i will uh, try to give you my best uh, response but as always please do remember none of this is you know advice please do your own research on anything that i've spoken about here these decisions are your own you've got to make sure that you make decisions that is right for you i just hope that i'm a resource that gives you some food for thought so whatever it is that you're doing this week have an amazing week if you haven't again uh, given us a review on any of the podcast platforms that you might be listening on please consider doing so it will help us grow and uh, thank you again for listening have an amazing week remember money is a tool life is for living i'll catch you next monday Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to check out other episodes and share with the people closest to you. New to investing? Check out Peter's course for first-time investors designed to give you the foundation you need. If you prefer one-on-one coaching, book a complimentary discovery with the man himself. All links in the show notes.